Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Talented Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com, and I'm here with a very special episode. As you already know, we had the terrific honor to go to the Idaho Horror Film Festival and interview an awesome number of people and just have a tremendously fun time. So this midweek episode, look, it's not going to disrupt your regular schedule. We'll be back next Monday with a regular episode talking about our regular drunken ramblings. But here we have an interview with a couple of the awesome women that make the festival happen. First, we're interviewing Rachel Prynne, who's the director of marketing from the festival. Now, this was a really fun interview because you talk about uh, kind of Boise and Idaho and local stuff. We interviewed her right outside on the street um, of Java in downtown. And so kind of a little bit early on in the interview, you hear uh, a guy roll up in a mid-70s El Camino just blasting some filthy ghetto rap which is pretty fantastic i don't think it disrupts the interview at all but it's a lot of fun and that interview is goddamn fantastic so check it out and following that we interview taylor drost who is the director of programming for the Idaho film festival and that that interview is a ton of fun too we interviewed her in the egyptian theater kind of right outside where they were screening return of the living dead on the big screen so you can hear screams in the background it was a super late at night interview i know jake and i were at least pretty tuned up for the interview so forgive us for that uh but fucking taylor put up with that shit and just killed it and it was a really really fun interview so first coming up is gonna be rachel Prynne. check this interview out and it's a ton of fun rachel rocks All right, so we are sitting here with Rachel Prynne of the Idaho Horror Film Festival. Rachel, first up, what do you actually do with the film festival? So, when it comes to the festival, I am, I guess the fancy title name is marketing director. Oh, wow. So I handle, yeah, online stuff, letting people know what's going on, all the different events, and yeah, keeping people updated on what's happening. Nice. And how long have you been with the festival? This is my very first all-in year. I've been, first year I went as a fan. Second year, I got my full-time job involved, and I've just yeah, slowly been weaseling my way in until <laughs> they, they can't turn me away, and now I'm, like, in it. <laughs> that That is awesome. And so we were at a, an event last night. We were at the, the Record Exchange, um, yes. and you were there yeah. kind of doing. So what are you involved with the Record Exchange officially? Yes, yeah, yeah. I am a – that is my full-time gig, day okay. job. I've uh, been there for almost 10 years now. You know, definitely could be a lot worse than working in a record store. So <laughs> Definitely. And so have you been involved in kind of the, the record exchanges interaction with the film festival? Because that, to me, seems new this year. Um, so we have been involved since the second year. Like I said, the first time I went just as a fan. And then, I mean, we have so much cool stuff at the record exchange. We've got so many, like, fun pop culture things. And we love horror at, I mean... For years and years, we said, like, Halloween's every day at the record exchange. Like, we are big fans of the genre itself. So it made sense to kind of have, like, a merch table and have some stuff. And so we started that the second year, and we've been involved ever since. And then this year is actually the first year that we even took it a step further, and we're actually an official sponsor this year of the festival. So how did that talk? Let's talk a bit more about how that came to be, right? Like mm-hmm. how, so we saw you, you were up there spinning last night. That was awesome. And Thanks. then there was obviously the event at the Neurolux as well yes. with all the horror music videos. Yes. So I'm super interested in how, first of all, the decision-making process happened, right? Like how did we decide to bring that musical element in? And we'll get, we'll get into more like where horror and music converge because mm-hmm. that's a super interesting topic. But 
How did the decision-making process come in terms of like, let's make this part of the programming and this is what it will look like? So one of the things that I love about the Idaho Horror Film Festival is that everybody's so open. Like Molly and Susan, they're really open to new ideas, ways we can expand, ways we can improve, ways that we can broaden our appeal to a wider audience. And a couple of us kind of came to the conclusion together that it would be really interesting to have music videos. Boise's got such a vibrant music scene and there's a lot of people and a lot of bands that actually make music videos. So by kind of knowing those people in our day-to-day lives, it made sense. It kind of brought the topic up and brought it up to Molly and Susan and they were like, yeah, all in, let's do it. Like, why not like it makes sense. Music videos are, in fact, short films. Just as long as a short film, a lot of times there's as much thought and time and, you know, there's a storyline. And so it makes it fits in really well and also appeals to people who might not necessarily be into horror so much, but um, gives them a chance to submit to a film festival and maybe show some people another side to the film festival. So. That's really cool. Talk to us a little bit about this concept of horror film, horror and film and music videos. Because as I kind of thought about it before seeing the event last night, mm-hmm. right? You think of like Thriller. Yep. Or yep. you think of like the Ramones in yes. Pet Cemetery or yeah. kind of those what I would might call novelty yes. uh, horror music videos. What else is it beyond that? Um, yeah, there's, I mean, just like any aspect of film, there's a lot of different ways you can take it. Some of them are, you know like the Ramones, like the Pet Cemetery, like those are tied to a movie. And so it's a lot of fun to make a music video or like Dawkins, like Dream Warriors, like that's so fun. And so it gives you a chance to like make a music video, tie it into the film. Um, but sorry, I forgot where, <laughs> I forgot where I was going with my train of thought. Um, we do that all the time. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I mean, you can take a music video that way or you can, you know, you can explore your interest in that genre if you're an artist or a filmmaker and maybe tie it in. Because, I mean, there's a lot of songs that are obviously, like, a little dark and, like, have, you know, a little bit of darkness in the lyrics or the tone. And, I mean, it just fits right in and is natural to kind of make a video that fits into that category as well. And that's one of the interesting things. So we were talking about this before. We were looking ahead to what the... IHFF had in store this year mm-hmm. and it it took me back to when I was talking to Jack and to our, our third member Mark last year because unfortunately I couldn't come I was stuck in New England yada yada I posed a question to you guys that was what do we think what are your best guesses in terms of expansion for this what can this do in terms of growing the horror film festival yeah. mm. and I equi- I equated it to I equated it to Treefort yeah. and obviously the music tie-in here is on the nose but I thought what was really interesting too is that we had not only a horror music video showcase Uh but this was tied into an actual concert that was going on at the Neurolux as well yeah so it's really cool to see how we were able to bring that into people who might not necessarily be like right in fastball middle lane this is horror this is why I'm here Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool and I think I, I read something that that Molly had said as well about how that's one of the main goals for the festival, right? Is to make sure that there's something for everyone and to continue to expand in that regard. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, um, like education is a really important component um, to our festival. So, like, a lot of our panels are focused around education. And, like, so this year, because music videos are a new category, we have a music video production panel. So we've got um, a filmmaker from Florida that we brought in who kind of specializes in music videos. 
um, James Reeves, and then we've also got some local people. So we, um, part of that panel is going to involve some local filmmakers who also have done a great deal of music videos. Uh, Catherine Merrick, who's in a band and has worked with some of the filmmakers to kind of like break it down and talk about why they choose to make music videos and how they go about that process and kind of what it involves. So yeah, education is a big component. Um, because while it is a horror film festival, more than anything, like we're just supportive of independent film in general. And Molly and Susan, that's always been their their goal from day one. They want to support filmmakers, showcase you know the filmmaking community in Idaho, and maybe show a different side of it than people have seen. So while horror is obviously the focus, we think there's other opportunities to bring people into that because. I mean, to a lot of people, horror is like, oh, no, I'm not into that. Like, I can't handle that. But it's like, well, okay, that's great. But we don't want to exclude anybody. Like, yeah, we want to offer something for everyone and have people be able to get involved as much or as little as they like. So That's really cool. And I know you are somehow involved in the creation of uh, these kind of horror music videos as well. We saw, you'll have to forgive me, I don't remember exactly how many, but at least some of them last night that we saw, you mm-hmm. were involved with the creation of. Yeah. So, um me and my partner James we did have two music videos in the festival this year um we submitted one for an artist called Ghost and the song was Garuth and then the other one was a John Mouse song and that song was called Cop Killer um it's it's a lot of fun it's something that we like to do and it's a fun way to express and kind of interpret and kind of showcase a song and horror is my passion and filmmaking is James's passion so it's kind of a combination of the two so yeah, he really brings well. his yeah. skills his techniques his experience I kind of bring a little bit of like you know kind of the horror horror nerdery stuff <laughs> and help him like with that and it's it's a good mix and it's a good um way to fuse the two together and music videos yeah music allows us to kind of meet in the middle there so that's really awesome so obviously your horror pedigree is fairly substantial Uh, well why thank you (laughs) (laughs) what are what are some of your favorite horror movies so favorite horror movies i'd say rosemary's baby is my number one for a lot of different reasons but I mean, I know it's problematic in some ways, but Many the, film, are, yeah. the film by itself, <laughs> like, that that's my favorite film. I think it's a perfect film, in that's my awesome. opinion. It's a, like, I collect horror soundtracks on vinyl. That's, like, my nerdy collector thing that I'm super into, and I consider that soundtrack to be the one that really got me into it. I was going to say, that movie, first thing I think of, score, is just yeah. incredible. So yeah. that's, that's the one that really, like, made me take notice and like really start paying attention um so that film's really important to me and holds a really special Mm -hmm. place in my heart Mm -hmm. outside of that i'd say like gremlins love it the perfect holiday movie yeah i just like it makes me so happy (laughs) in so like so many different it's the christmas tradition yeah like i don't know like maybe maybe you might not consider that a horror movie but i I guess i think it it fits in i think it counts it it crosses that horror cult line yeah so I'd, i'd say like those are two yeah. Two of my favorite. So, on the topic of, of horror and of music, like yep. we've been talking about, we know some of your favorite horror movies. How about, okay, obviously, Rosemary's Baby, that's mm-hmm. going to be included in this list, but what are some of those horror scores or just implementations of music in horror films that really stand out to you? Oh, sure. Yeah. So, I'd say a lot of Goblin stuff. Goblin, is, to me, is one of my favorite 
you know, any, any incarnation of Goblin, um, you know, Suspiria, Tenebrae, Phenomena, like all of those, like, I think are just so rich and beautiful and interesting. And it's like you hear it and you know it's a Goblin score and they add so much to the film. And I think that's what's, you know, great about that band is that they worked so well together with the filmmakers to really complement each other really well so goblin yeah any of those i think are really great and then i mean i can't how can i not say like john carpenter like right i mean like, the, the, all those themes are so iconic like i feel right? like it's cliche but at the same time like it's so well deserved like how can you not like credit you know where credits do so and i assume like like tubular bells right from the exorcist that's my ringtone oh on, nice on my phone, so yeah that's a that's another big one yeah um but there's the jaws theme i mean there there are plenty out there that are kind of the well-trodden territory right yeah. but then another thing that interests me too is you have great horse scores and then you have great uses of music in film right so the one mm-hmm. i was thinking about this a little earlier today and i keep going back to like the perfect use of music in a horror film to me is the start of 28 days later mm, that yeah. godspeed you black emperor song is he is i mean that's a great sequence anyway because of all the work that went into what they had to do like filming at dawn and like everything that had to go into like just creating that and that's like how you were introduced to the movie too so it's a super important set piece set the tone for the whole film but that would be nothing i mean we always talk about how like if you take out music from a film regardless of what type of film horror is just as important you don't have that emotional impact but that one like take that out i don't know what you that would be so it would lose its punch oh yeah that's interesting it can make and break a film totally like there's some terrible films but they have the, but they have killer music, music yeah. and you're yeah. like man this music is way too good for this film yeah. or vice versa you're like this film is awesome but god this soundtrack is just so wrong you right. know so there's examples that can go both ways so when right. you get it where it's both you know magical on both ends that's where it really happens but yeah, and I know like sometimes even just the the more orchestral scores can kind of wreck a movie for me. I'm thinking of like The Orphanage or some of those other oh. Del Toro movies that I like a lot, but the score is just so whimsical that it's really. Sometimes you'll take note of a song, a, you know, a score of a horror movie, and it really stands out as awesome. Sometimes like this is really distracting me from the movie itself. That's true. Yeah, sometimes the really <laughs> orchestral stuff, like if the film isn't living up to it, it's yeah, it's overpowering, and you're like, wow, this is really dramatic, and this film is not like <laughs> I don't know if this is really necessary. But then you've got you know situations like Hellraiser or stuff where that it really like it totally fits so yeah it's an it's a it's a fine balance and you know I it's got to be tricky like I've I've never delved into you know that world but I can't even imagine what it takes to like decide which direction and which way you want to go I guess you have to you have to have a lot of trust I think yeah I I like your collection of horror soundtracks on vinyl that's awesome are they always on vinyl is it hard to find some of them on vinyl or is that becoming increasingly popular it's increasingly popular and it's becoming increasingly a problem for my wallet I can tell you that there's so many awesome companies out there right now that they've just been like dropping stuff like crazy and like good quality stuff you know you've got like waxwork and death waltz and mondo I think are kind of some of the big dogs you know um lakeshore and vada like they're putting out some really quality stuff it's definitely been a resurgence lately a bit I started collecting them maybe like six or seven years ago and it was a little bit harder and that's when like waxworks and death waltz were just kind of getting started right and now it's like now it's become a whole beast in itself but that's awesome and then yeah but it's always fun to find the original ones and that's a hunt in itself and that's that's part of what i love is just stumbling across 
you know, like I was in New York a few, like a month ago and this little record store and I found the April Fool's Day soundtrack, just a, a bridge. And I was just like, oh my God, how is this here? Like, I've never seen this in person. So like finding those Easter eggs, you know, and just like the thrill of the hunt is part of it for me. That's really cool. Okay. So now I have a question for you because talking to Jake, when we were kind of getting ready for this interview, we were both wondering and musing about horror uh, music videos and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we both, I think, independently came to the Tool music videos oh. and how those are, I think inarguably horrifying what would yeah. you consider those to be like horror in and of themselves i mean obviously they're trying to do something oh totally fucked up. and like some nine inch nails ones you've got like some some of those old like alice in chains videos like some of those are yeah no those are absolutely like if i was if they submitted them to our horror music video category absolutely without a question like throw those Thanks. in there those are yeah that's so how, what they're going for how do we define uh, how do we define horror music video, right? Because it really there is a wide swath. There oh, is yeah. the thriller. There is Pet Cemetery. There is also like we just talked about. There are Nine Inch Nails videos. There are Tool videos. There are videos that are not necessarily horror, but you can clearly see the influences of the artist and mm-hmm. what they're trying to convey with their music and with the visuals that go along with that. What does it mean, really? So, I can tell you, like for the festival, all that we asked was that it had an element of horror, a hint of horror. So like some of those that last night just had like a little something or a little something fun, you know, like a monster of some sort, even though the, you know, the music might've been like upbeat and like positive, you know, it had like some, some, you know, a creature from the black lagoon right. or you've got, yeah, like thriller where it's kind of like, I mean, thriller is a whole production. A, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> a whole Lange. production, but it's, yeah. And it's also, yeah. but it's also got that element of like, horror comedy and so just like a horror film you can it can go any direction and then we had some others like we had a wolfhammer video in there that was intense Mm -hmm. like you know pretty yeah the music was intense the way it was filmed was intense and so yeah yeah, just like horror there's i mean you you can do it a whole bunch of different ways but we just asked that be just like a little hint you know just to start off with you know we wanted people to have fun with it and i think i think we i think they did that and i think we i think we got that Definitely. Yeah, we, we had a ton of fun watching those. They were really awesome. Ooh, thanks, guys. <laughs> so, let's say you're given the Egyptian theater, right, where the mo- the bulk of the horror film festival happens. Yes. You get to screen one movie. What do you screen there? Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> I like it. I've never That's seen awesome. it on a big screen. I love, I mean, I love Kurt Russell and John Carpenter together. Like, don't even get me started on, like, the relationship and, like, but... Like, I've never seen it on a big screen. And that, like, seeing Jack Burton up there, like, in all his glory would just be, like, the ultimate for me. I would, I would, I would die. That's fantastic. <laughs> and on our show, we play a game called Beers for Fears, where we try to match a beer we're drinking to the movie we're watching. Oh, boy. And try to make it fit. Okay. It doesn't have to be a beer, but what <laughs> kind of beverage would you recommend uh, imbibing while you watch Big Trouble in Little China? Oh, goodness. <laughs> what would Jack Burton be drinking? <laughs> Something terrible probably something you know what he would probably i'm not gonna lie yeah something like terrible but like something that he likes you know like like a core i'm gonna go with cores yeah like i feel like he would be like iconic like this is like yeah i think i'm just yeah just the banquet not a bad decision at all yeah yeah i think yeah you're right the banquet yeah the banquet beer like yeah jack burton's gonna think he's real classy drinking that i think big trouble in little china at the egyptian theater with banquet see done yeah. I think we need to get it done. I'm into it. At some point here. <laughs> cool. So, Rachel, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Oh, yeah, right, of before course. Before we go, though, we do have to ask one more question. And Kay. that's how can people find you? What are you involved in? Just remind everybody how they can reach out if sure, they are so interested. Sure, sure. 
Thanks. So aside from all this other fun stuff that I do, yeah. I am a contributing writer for the website um, Nightmare on Film Street, for the, you know, related to the podcast Nightmare on mm-hmm. Film Street. Mm-hmm. So you can find my articles and a lot of other amazing, great content there daily. There's so many great writers that contribute. It's updated all the time. Definitely on the ball there. So you can find that at nofspodcast.com. Um, you can hit me up on the old Twitter. It's just at Prin Rachel. It's really pretty unexciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I post all my articles on there as, as soon as they come up. I just have one that just came out about the top 10 sorority horror movies. So I had a lot of fun with that. So you can find that. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again. And we'll definitely link to all that stuff so people don't have to like write it down. So leave us cool. with one thought. What uh, horror soundtrack should we be listening to this month of October? Well, is it just Goblin? Well, no, like you should listen to the new Halloween movie. Yeah. So that's coming out, I believe, on the 14th. Yeah. So by, I don't know when this comes out, but by the time it comes out, <laughs> I, I can tell you this, my art edition, Sacred Bones release, like edition of it says it shipped. So I know they're out there. So I cannot <laughs> wait to hear, because this is the first time that John Carpenter has been involved with a movie in a really long time. It's the first time he's been involved with a film in a really long time. So it's very exciting. So that's what people should be listening to. They should be checking out John Carpenter's new work. Fantastic. He knows a thing or two about music. He, a little bit, I guess. <laughs> he's, he's all right. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Rachel. This was a ton of fun. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs> Anytime. All right, so there you have it, our Rachel Prynne interview. As you can tell, she is just a blast to hang out with. Now, coming up next, we have our Taylor Drost interview. Now, I cannot stress this enough. This was really late at night. It was really cool of her to just put the fuck up with us. We are a bunch of goddamn drunken louts. Like I said before, this was outside of where they were screening Return of the Living Dead, like on the big screen, full-on scream status. So there's just a lot of background stuff happening. It was a really hectic interview, just a ton of fun. Thanks to Taylor for putting up with us. We can't wait to talk to her more. And uh, I mean, you'll, you'll hear it, but she's just a blast to hang out with too. So, so check this interview out. All right, so we are sitting here with Taylor Drost, and uh, Taylor, we're kind of in the, the back corner here while horror movies are happening in the background, so that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and what is your role with the Idaho Horror Film Festival? What do you do? Yeah, so I am the programming director, so I pick which films we show, um, and yeah, that's, that's basically that's my part. <laughs> that's awesome. How long have you been with the festival? Um, This is my third year. First year of me programming it myself. Um, I've kind of chimed in on screenings in the past years, but this is my first year programming the festival. We are super stoked to talk to you because I know both Jake and I have had a lot of, like, questions about how you actually pick the movies for the festival because it's such a... I mean, it's mostly shorts, right, or the mm-hmm. bulk of the, the scheduling, So, and it's such a diverse mix of stuff. So kind of walk us through your process there. What do you do? Yeah, so um, we select films. Um, we get submissions to us on Film Freeway, and honestly, we're not a huge festival yet, so I have to hunt down a lot of films, so I kind of look at what other genre festivals are playing and what's kind of been 
the buzz, I guess, in the festival circuit. And then I ask for screeners. And then it's not too exciting. I just watch them at home after work. And I just kind of make a little list of my favorites. And then just kind of see what fits the best. That's fantastic. Now, you did say Film Freeway. Like, that was a thing I might know about. I'm oh. a dummy. I don't oh. know what no, that no, is. no, no, no. Yeah, so um, Film Freeway is just... Listeners. It's just yeah, it's just a platform where filmmakers can submit their films to festivals. Um, yeah, so it's just people just submit to us on Film Freeway. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about curation because this is a festival that my first time, your I guess third time now, second time with the podcast shorts in mm-hmm. blocks with this festival. So how do you go about curating the blocks that you choose and what goes into that? Okay. Um, well, one thing I listened to you guys' podcast about last year, and this is something I've heard a lot, and I didn't know that people loved the What the Fuck block. And I I know, I know this now, but I did not program one, one this year because it's always really late, and I felt like it was me and one other person in the theater. I'm like, oh, no one will miss that. And ever since I made that decision, like, I get, oh, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're going to hate me. Like, I didn't even program that, but... Next year, you better believe there's going to be, there's going to be, it's going to be the grossest, the weirdest, what the fuck block to make up for not having one this year. Yeah. So, I mean, last year, Mark and I, he he was the guy who was here with me last year. We had a ton of fun going to that what the fuck block. And we both think it was not nearly as uh, populated as it should have been for how it was our our favorite shorts of the whole thing were there. But I, I kind of imagine... You must see some shit, like like oh, yeah. looking at some of the movies for this, some of the submissions. There's the, there's yeah. some gems, but there's it's it can be a chore. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> and that's why I usually have to like hunt down a couple things. And but I mean, there's so many talented people, and it's really cool to just. I mean, there's so many films like that people would never see without you know an opportunity like this. So I think that's really cool. Um, people can sit down in a theater and see all these like creative people and that produce these films definitely and we're not going to ask you to spill any beans that you do not want to spill here but okay. in terms of <laughs> shit that you've seen what's the craziest thing did you guys catch William this was a what the fuck movie it would have been you man with okay. and you know what I'm talking Comment. about the 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 gob job as I would yes. like to call it yeah the that goblin blow wise. job yeah. yeah and I'm kind of bummed about it but there's apparently a William too which I got submitted to me, but it was kind of like last minute, like didn't have time. But like I said, the what the fuck block is returning and just going to be disgusting. And that will be, (laughs) that will definitely be in there. But that's awesome. Have you ever seen stuff that's like just so messed up? You couldn't even consider putting it on a schedule anywhere. Oh yeah. Like just, just truly. Yeah. 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 And (laughs) yeah, no, there's some stuff. I'm like, Ooh, like that's heavy. That's, It, yeah, I mean, there's, like, a line where it's, like, fun and it's cool, but then there's that line where it's, like, okay, that's, that's, no. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I can't even, especially with the anonymity of the internet, just, like, what must oh, yeah. come in is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what are you most excited for this year? Now, I realize it's Saturday night as we're talking. Yeah. Most of the stuff is kind of done, but what got you the most excited for this yeah, year? Yeah, so my favorite thing this year was the fan film block that we programmed. Um I think we're probably one of the first film festivals to program a strict fan film block, which is really cool. Certainly haven't heard of another one. That's, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we had um, Spirit of Haddonfield, 
which was directed by Rene Rivas, and he was here, and so was his uh, producer, um, Brian Goff, and they were amazing, and this was like, I think the second time they got to see it on the big screen, and then we played, yeah, (laughs) uh, The Confession of Freddy Krueger, Gremlins Recall, which I just adored. I wanted, I, I didn't want that to end. Like, <laughs> it was amazing, the whole thing. Yeah, it, like how do you do job. a good Gremlins fan film? Like, but they did it amazing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you make a like a puppet look good like that in 2018. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we finished the night with um, Womp Stomp's Never Hike Alone, and he was also in attendance with the panel, and that was just super cool. Because um, I mean, this is passion projects that they were self-funded they did this on their free time totally yeah, made absolutely. by fans for fans like it's just it was a really really cool. cool block it was really cool to see all that stuff yeah yeah and so obviously you're a big horror fan your yes. horror pedigree <laughs> must run pretty long what are some of your favorite horror movies just of all time what, what kind of stuff so do you like? number one is american werewolf in london just fantastic answer. That I just love that. I think I love it every like more every time it, I see it. It just gets better and better. Yes. Yeah. And then I love Halloween. I love The Shining. I, I could go on and on, honestly, <laughs> but American Werewolf, I will always say, is my number one. Yeah. No, that's that's just a really, really awesome movie to pick. We so let's say, I mean, you're going to put American Werewolf in London up on the big screen mm-hmm. here at the Egyptian, mm-hmm. right? We play a game on our show called Beers for Fears where we try to match a beer we're drinking with the movie we're watching for that week. Uh-huh. So if we're watching American Werewolf in London here at the Egyptian at the Idaho Horror Film Festival, what should we be drinking or eating or, or well, enjoying with that movie? What pairs well with that movie? I mean, the, the beer, I might need to think about that. But, I mean, probably something you could get at, like, the, the slaughtered lamb, you know, like yep. a... A dark, a dark beer, and then yeah. with a piece of toast, right? You know the scene where he visits him in the hospital? He's like, can I have a what piece of toast? What the fuck do you want, Jack? Yeah. Can I have a piece of toast? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually heard that That's originally that they were going to, like, have the toast come through his, oh his cuts. And it looks so good. Any, like, every part of that is so good looking. And anyway. I so wish that they did that, like, yeah. but... No, that's one of the most classic scenes that I can think of. I just absolutely love it. Because it's so humorous, yet it's so grotesque at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just perfect. So when we're talking about the future of the Idaho Horror Film Festival and what submissions mean to that, like, again, not to spill the beans too much, but what do you see as being something that you're on the lookout for as we head into year six and, and beyond? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a hard question. Um I mean, we get stuff submitted, like, every year. I'm always like, oh, last year was great. And then, like, you don't think of, like, how many films are always being made. Like, I'm always blown away with what we get. Um, Yeah, we have some great ones this year. Um, Probably my favorites, if you guys haven't seen them yet. Have you seen Killer Cart? Yes. Awesome. Before Teen Wolf over (laughs) at Barbarian. Really good stuff. Love that one. Um, The Candlelight Witch. Good. Um, Latched. Did you see that? Last was good. Last was in this, with, I think, the current program that's happening right yeah, now, right? With the, with the uh, bat people. Yes, yeah. Really, really cool. Very good effects. Yeah. just Very well shot. Just quality, yeah. quality film. And I think the cool thing about horror is we have, like, the dramatic ones, yep. the ones that are just, like, visually stunning. And then you have the comedies. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a wide spectrum. 
And, and so what kind of goes into your choices of, obviously, there's a lot of shorts in the Idaho Horror Film Festival, mm-hmm. but, I mean, this year we had a feature in Ranger and yes. some other stuff like that. So what kind of goes into your decisions of shorts versus yeah. features versus... So features, we haven't had a whole lot in the past years, mainly because, I mean, we only have the theater for two nights and we want to show as much as possible yeah. and, you know, it's a, it's a time slot. It's yeah, a big absolutely. chunk of time. Yeah. Um, the Ranger got submitted to me and I just, I loved it. I Yeah, it's... It's a it's, ton of fun. It is yeah, a lot of fun. Movie, so yeah. I'm I'm super happy that we got that. And yeah, like I said, we haven't had a lot of features. Um, we did have the barn. Did you guys check the barn a couple years ago? Yeah. And Linnea Quigley makes a cameo. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. I just found out today they're making a barn too, which nice. we, we heard that from her. We're, we're super. Yeah, excited I about was it. like, yeah. that's like. Yeah. We yeah. So I awesome. I hope to get my paws on that for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just try to like have some foreign, some animated, and then we have our spud and guts category. So I try to include one of those in each block. Awesome. Um, okay. Yeah. That's our local, our local film block. And then the last questions at least I have are about the, the kind of 48 hour ones, right? Those are always super interesting to me. They are. Right? They're fascinating and they're, they're not always unreasonably great, but they're, some of them are crazy good for giving you four hours to make a whole film so talk to us about those a little bit so that's super fun but i actually have nothing to do with that that (laughs) is a separate the that competition is a thing that goes through idaho and they rent out yeah so they use our theater and it ties in with us but we actually don't that on so okay yeah still really cool thing it is it is super fun i I love that yeah and i'm glad they could be a part of that like and yeah, because those are always really fun it's to good, see. And mm-hmm. really just, just crazy to think about having just 48. I mean, I could do almost nothing in 48 hours of yeah. time. To, to make a whole short film is insane. Yeah, and they usually have yeah. like a line and then a prop they have to. And it's really cool to see how people deliver that line and yeah. use that prop. Yeah. Yeah. So what else do we need to know about? What else is happening? What else do you want to tell us about? What else is going on? Hmm. I think that's all I can really say. And I think there's the a couple. how get at... The Idaho Horror Film Festival, what's the best way to keep up? What's the best keep, way to keep yeah, up with you? Yeah, definitely follow us on Instagram, um, Idaho Horror Film Festival, on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we do yearly events. We just started this great partnership with Woodland Empire. You're drinking ex- a Dracky Lager, I see. Yes, they made yes, us yes, a yes. beer this year. Yeah. It's got this cute little Nosferatu guy on it. Yeah. Um, and we've been doing final Fridays there. So the last Friday of every month, we've been um, screening a movie, just a fun movie. Um, what did we do last month? Oh, we did a Halloween movie. Um, we did John Carpenter's original Halloween. And yeah. you get beer, you hang out in the back. It's really fun. Um, so we do that. I think we're going to try and do that every month throughout the whole year to kind of just keep That's it alive and keep yeah, it in people's minds. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Taylor, thank you so much yeah, for coming on the you. show. It's really perfect. Great to hear more about everything that goes into what makes this happen. So looking forward to next year. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And there you have it, our Taylor Drost interview. Like I said, I mean, I'm sure you heard, but that was just a 
just a blast to be a part of. Thanks again to everybody from the Idaho Horror Film Festival that allowed that to happen. Um, talking to both of those women, talking to Victoria, talking to, I mean, Molly Deckard, just everybody who made that happen. Cannot stress enough how awesome the Idaho Horror Film Festival is. Check it out in any possible capacity you can. Again, um, we're going to have a Linnea Quigley interview coming out in a couple of days. And uh, beyond that, we'll be back to our regular, stupid, normal schedule next Monday. And uh, frankly, I'm going to be a little depressed when that happens. But this was fun, and uh, enjoy this while it happens. So thanks. Bye. Bye.